Yesterday, if you want to check out Terms of Service, now it won't have contest Terms of Service, but it's called Terms of Service Didn't Read. We got into this yesterday because we were talking about TikTok and what it was that so many governments or municipalities, agencies didn't like about TikTok. And we actually got sent some of their Terms of Service between yesterday and today. If we have time to get to that, we will. But we have an opportunity right now to talk a little bit about parenting. The motivation for kids these days. I'm wondering where it is. I told a story about being in class at Fanshawe yesterday because I asked the class because people just don't seem to be motivated to make it to class on time. Somebody who showed up 14 minutes late, I said, what made you late? I slept in. That's not a good excuse. That's not enough. You know, somebody else decided to go to Starbucks and they were nine minutes late because the line was long. Well, why didn't you leave the line to come to class? Why is getting a Starbucks more important than being in class on time? So the motivation, I'm wondering where that has gone. And that leads us to a conversation about discipline. And it leads us to someone who knows parenting very well because she has parented, she likes to say, in four different decades. And... She is somebody who has paid very close attention all the way along. She is also a media commentator, a writer, a podcaster, a college and university instructor. Samantha Kemp Jackson joins us, and we talked with Samantha about, first off, finding a way to help kids with motivation, because feeling motivated can be tough for young people, especially right now. And it's a big question But we asked Samantha the question, we asked, is there anything we can do for them, for those kids, to help them with their motivation? Well, that's such a loaded question, Mike. I wish I had all the answers. Um, I don't. uh, But what I would venture to guess would be, you know, have that environment whereby your kids feel, they feel open enough to talk to you about how they're feeling and why perhaps they're feeling unmotivated and uh, really getting to the crux of that. And in doing so, uh, perhaps giving them some suggestions as to how they can change things around. I do think that this last almost three years now of being part of a pandemic and uh, changing up our lives in such uh, a profound way has affected our kids uh, in a way that we have to deal with them maybe a little bit differently. So having those lines of communications open, um, maybe changing the way that we perceive what we should be doing and saying as parents. So maybe, you know, flipping the switch on parenting and letting some things fly that perhaps we wouldn't have let fly before, or maybe uh, making suggestions that we might not have considered. Because I think we've all come out of this pandemic as different people, and our kids are also people, and they've changed as well. Sure. It's hard to know how how easy or how hard line to go. Does hard line work as much as it used to in any way? 
Um, you know what? I think the short answer, Mike, is no. Uh, I think hardline works in certain instances, but I think uh, in 2023 and beyond, we're going to have to take a different tact. So, uh, you know, when you and I perhaps were younger, when I was a kid way back uh, in the Stone Ages, uh, you know, a hardline was a hardline. Your parents said, you know, you have to do this or your boss said you have to do this and you do it. Uh, now we've got a a broad digital global forum through which we can get support from people who might tell you otherwise. And our kids are no different. So, you know, they're on TikTok, they're on, you know, Instagram, they're getting support and advice as to what they should do if their parents are coming down too hard on them. So uh, we have no choice but to perhaps look at things a little bit differently and take a different tact. And I would say uh, in this day and age, a hard line is just going to get you more grief as a parent. So I would um, not recommend that. Kids don't seem to be maybe as afraid as as certainly when I was younger, when you was younger, or when you were younger, Samantha, to, to push back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's a whole societal thing. And yeah, I think that's true. I think, you know, there was that old adage that we used to have way back in the day, you know, kids should be seen and not heard and do as I say, not as I do. Not that those are right. I don't necessarily agree with those perspectives or those philosophies on parenting. But that was the common kind of uh, ideal that uh, most parents and kids kind of adhere to. Now we realize and, you know, in a positive way, that children are people and uh, teens and tweens, they're people and they have feelings and emotions. And it's not that black and white. There is a large gray area. We can't go back to that time where, you know, things were so, you know, you know, um, I don't know, clear. Uh, we have to deal with the society in which we're living now, which is a digital one, which is an age in which kids have a lot of support supports online, digitally, globally. And uh, we have to learn how to kind of weave our way through those those portals uh, in order to support our kids. That is Samantha Kemp-Jackson. We are going to hear more from Samantha in just a moment. I want to get to a little bit more on discipline and the way of disciplining in this day and age. As Samantha says, you know, you can find a lot of supports from a lot of different communities, digital communities, that you might hear one thing, but you can get support from somewhere else that says, oh, wait, no, 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 I, I don't agree with that. And kids will do that. So we looked at motivation. Let's look at discipline, because one of those things that you can use to discipline these days is the if-then. You set out the stuff beforehand. If this happens, then this will happen. Is that a way to handle young people? We talked with Samantha about that kind of thing. Consequences. If this, then this. And whether it's still an important thing for young people to know and a way to discipline. Yes, absolutely. I don't think, Mike, that that has changed from the time that we were kids or, you know, way back when. I think that all kids have to learn that there are consequences to their actions. There are repercussions to everything we do. It's 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 scientific fact, right? To every action, there's a reaction. To every, you know, behavior, there is some kind of consequence. Whether it's positive or negative, that remains to be seen Um with respect to what it has been done. So, yes, I think that we still need to underscore with our kids that 
there is, there are consequences to what they do. Uh, I think, though, that uh, what we are going to have to do now is, you know, it's a different mindset. So the way that the consequences or the punishments, if if merited, are meted out, uh, they're going to have to be on a level that uh, really um, um, speaks to the child. And generally speaking, uh, you know, children, teens, tweens, it's digitally. So consequences in 2023 might look like, okay, I'm cutting off your internet access, or I'm taking your phone, or I'm changing the Wi-Fi password at the house, or, you know, that's what it might look like, or that's very likely what would hurt, quote unquote, uh, to a child now, whereas back when we were kids, it might have been, okay, you can't watch TV or you're grounded or whatever, whatever. So I think we have we have to move with the times and we need to meet out consequential, um, I guess, uh, behavior or, you know, punishments as appropriate. Mm-hmm. Where it's just you're grounded. I I don't know. It, uh... <laughs> I don't know. That used to work for me, but, uh, you know, not now. If we're we're closing out and Sam, if we're going to look at maybe ways to get that communication, that line of communication going, any tips on something that parents maybe who who don't feel they have as strong a line of communication with their kids could try? Is there anything that can help? Well, I think, you know, as I said at the at the start of the conversation, keeping that open line of communication. Now, that's very vague and nebulous in general. But what I mean is having an ongoing dialogue and discussion with your child about the unimportant things continually, because when the important things do come up in their lives or in yours, that line of communication has remained open and it's easier to merge into it. Whereas if you don't touch your kid other than by, you know, providing, you know, giving them demands or saying, do your chores, do your homework, get off the phone, you know, whatever, whatever, then they're going to be less likely to speak with you. Um, As well, I think I would advise parents to really try to understand the world within which their child is now existing. It's really different from, you know, the way that I grew up, the way you grew up, the way that parents who are 35 and 40 years old grew up you know it's it's different even 20 years ago we would not be dealing with you know tiktok and and youtube and all of these things uh so try to understand the world in which your child resides uh try to get an understanding of what it is they're seeing they're hearing they're using in terms of digital tools uh you know follow up with trends, see what they're talking about. I know it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, when you're a parent or you're of a certain age, you look at this stuff and it seems kind of ridiculous sometimes, but these things are important to kids. So try to understand their world because understanding is the first step in order to connect with them and to continue that conversation that you want to have with them. Sam, thanks so much for all of this. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. It was great speaking with you. Samantha Kemp-Jackson, writer, educator, parenting expert, and some great thoughts on the fact that, yeah, we do live in a very different world from kids who are in their teens now or even coming into their teens. If you were born before the Internet era, a lot of things have changed in the way that communities work, in the way that the digital communities of life work.